Well, good morning. I'm so glad you could be with me today in the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in a nine-day break from our normal book studies, spending time over these nine days preparing our hearts to celebrate with wonder and rejoicing the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ to celebrate Easter. We're in the final two days now of our study. Easter is tomorrow. In these days, using the the Gospel of Luke, we've been looking at that portion, giving over to the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the quick change of, of perspective on the part of the population, the Last Supper, Christ's suffering and death on the cross. Now today and tomorrow, we're going to focus on the resurrection. And going to be using 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, the first part of that chapter, is the text to guide our thoughts together. So I want to read to you a portion of that 1 Corinthians 15 this morning. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, by which you, re which you received and in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you of a first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scripture, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. And jumping forward to verse 12. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ hasn't been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We're even found to be misrepresenting God because we've testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it's true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. And then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. As I say, we're moving on now to the resurrection, the capstone of the Easter week. The passage I just read to you makes it very, very plain to us that the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, is at the very core of our faith. The passage in verses 1 and 2 of the 15th chapter says it's the message upon which we take our stand. This is what we build and what we base our hopes on for the future. It tells us that this message, including the resurrection, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, is the message upon which we're saved. It's belief in that message that is central to everything. And he identifies four things that are part of the gospel truth. There is no gospel apart from these. Number one, that Christ died for us, for our sins on the cross. We've been looking a lot at that over the last couple of days. The second of those truths is that Christ not only died, but was buried, entombed for the three days. Thirdly, that Christ was raised from the dead. And finally, that he appeared in resurrection to eyewitnesses. 
eyewitnesses, not merely the apostles, but even others. The message upon which we take our stand, the message upon which we're saved. And yet, sadly, I encounter so often today so many people whose response to all of this is, well, why does it really matter? It's okay if you sort of believe in that, but I mean, it's a little, a little too extreme for me. Why does it really matter? After all, Jesus just came to set an example for us of how to love people and so on and so forth. So there's the question, why does all of this really matter? And it's in answer to that, that 1 Corinthians 15 begins to build a conclusive argument to us on why there is no option for us apart from the acceptance of the physical resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and the acceptance of his true atonement on our behalf on the cross. Let's look at some of these. We'll begin them today, and then, Lord willing, we'll finish up as tomorrow as we conclude our look at all of these amazing truths that make up the message upon which we are saved. So why does it matter? Well, in verse 14, in the verses I read to you out of 1 Corinthians 15, he says, And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. If Christ's physical resurrection did not take place, our preaching is useless. The word translated vain in the uh, in the 1 Corinthians 15, is the Greek word kenos, which means empty, ineffective, useless. Let me put it in practical terms. If Jesus Christ is, was not raised from the dead, then sharing the gospel with people is a useless activity. It helps nobody. The gospel helps no one. It is a waste of time and energy to share those truths with people. I mean, that's what he's saying. <laughs> if Christ has not been raised from the dead, sharing the gospel is a waste of time. Now, I'd say that's a pretty good answer to the question, well, why does it really matter? It matters because the gospel is useless, <laughs> if that's not the case. And he builds on this actually a little bit more in that same verse. He says, if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and he even goes further and he says, and your faith is in vain. And again, it's the Greek word kenos, useless, worthless, ineffective. One of the things that's a misunderstanding of our contemporary years and culture is that there's something valuable about faith. It doesn't matter what your faith is in. It could be faith in faith, but it's just the idea that faith is somehow valuable. Listen, we need no further message from God's word than this to tell us the object of our faith is what's really important. Everybody's got faith, faith in something, but that faith is useless, kenos in the Greek. The only faith that is useful is faith in Christ as the sacrificed, risen Savior. Only that message can help us. There is no value in a person's faith if it's wrongly focused. It gains nothing before God. Later on in verse 17, it says, Our faith, if the resurrection has not occurred, is futile. Mateos, which is a very similar synonym or almost for kinos in the Greek, that means void of any outcome, void of any result. 
<laughs> your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins if Christ has not been raised from the dead. Crucial that Christ went to the cross. It is also crucial that he died, was buried, and rose again. So once again, the answer to those people that say, well, why does it really matter anyway? <laughs> Can't, why are you making such a big deal about this physical resurrection of Jesus Christ? Because if it didn't happen, all the message of the preaching of the gospel is waste of time. If it didn't really happen, our faith that's placed in Jesus in some way is useless. I'd say all pretty important issues, aren't they? He goes on and says also in these verses, he says, we are even found, verse 15, to be misrepresenting God because we've testified about God that he raised Christ. If Jesus Christ is not physically resurrected, raised from the dead, then anyone proclaiming, including the apostles, the gospel is misrepresenting God. They are not sharing with us in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 terminology, God-breathed words, authoritative and true. Proclaiming a risen Christ is a false message if Christ has not been raised, raised physically. <laughs> but here's the dilemma. If these apostles and the writers of the New Testament, who in a united way affirm Christ's resurrection from the dead, if what they say about that isn't true, then what about what is true and what else they've said? I mean, how do we go about trying to decide? Then the answer is there's no way to decide. Scripture rises and falls as a whole unit. If we're misrepresenting the resurrection, then we're misrepresenting the cross in its purposes. We're misrepresenting the incarnation and the birth of Christ. We're misrepresenting everything. We can't trust the scriptures. So somebody says, well, why does it really matter? And the answer is, because if Christ is not raised from the dead, I have no confidence in this book. It's presenting to me the authoritative God-breathed truth. I'd say that's pretty critical, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, join me tomorrow as we continue and conclude, really, our look at the resurrection, preparation for Easter Day, as we look at more of the reasons 1 Corinthians 15 highlight for us on why the resurrection matters. God bless.